Yeah, welcome back to the show. Uh, top of the second hour, we're going to talk about uh, the New South Wales centres. Of course, Latrell Mitchell and Tommy Trevojevic, Crichton, how that all fits. Uh, but uh, a movie of the week is Commando. A bit of action cheese, but it's time for Webster. Never thought forever was the best I could do. What's going on, Webby? Matthew. Uh, Matthew. I said Matthew. Good start. <laughs> <laughs> Let's That's, take a break. And, uh... <laughs> so there's a knock on from the kickoff. We'll pack a scrum here. Um, Michael Checker, good friend of yours. Yes. Good friend of the show's. Yes. Yeah. I spoke to him during the week in Buenos Aires where he is coaching Argentina ahead of the rugby championship and then the World Cup later in the year. He's been linked to the Dragons uh, position. I think he's a 100 to 1 to get it. Mm. But... I, as I wrote in the Herald this week, I think they should at least have the conversation with him. But the broader chat I want to have with you guys is whether an NRL team should maybe have a throw at the stumps and look at Michael Checker as a possible coach or a head of football in the future. Mm. Um, I had a good chat with uh, with Check, and he was very, very open to it. Mm. You know, he, he's very respectful of the fact that he's he's coaching both Lebanon in rugby league and also obviously the the Pumas in in rugby union, but. I reckon there's so much value in, in, in someone of his uh, ability and his experience uh, if an NRL club decided to step outside the, the well. square. And the reason why I say that is because everywhere he's ever gone in his coaching career, Leinster, Waratahs, Wallabies, he's turned things around. I know it didn't go, I didn't, I didn't go well at the end there at the Wallabies. But, um, but, but he, have he, a look at now. In have a look at now. Exactly. Yeah. But I know, but both him and Eddie have flagged the idea of, of possibly coming to the NRL in the future. They both love rugby league. Check played it as a kid, um, has always followed it since he was a kid, and has had some experience with the Roosters and obviously now with Lebanon. Do you think he can coach in Absolute, the NRL sometime? No doubt. Not a doubt in the world, Webby. He and Eddie Jones, because they've proven themselves at the top level, okay, I understand it's rugby union. The core skills are the same. People will say, yeah, but they'd be, they'd be naive to the nuances. I'll ask you this. Their man management is second to none. Imagine having a coaching team, right? You know, let's say for the Dragons, it was Michael Checker and his assistant was Michael Maguire. Do you really think the Czech needs to know the a train spotting, the absolutely nuances of everything? No. Like, this is the thing. The more that we see at first grade level, and I'm a little critical of this, but you, the more you see it is that the assistants are doing most nearly all of the work. And the the head coach, particularly the very best ones, they're standing there with soft eyes just overseeing everything. But is what not, Handling the it, pressure. Bennett not the great example of it? Great example. Mate, I, I, I like Bellyache. Bellyache's assistants, mate. If you want to if you want to be, you know, make a name for yourself, you you be an assistant to Craig Bellamy. Guess what? You're gonna be working your ass off. Mm. You'll be doing triple time. That's mm. how that's how they work. I, I get no doubt it'll work because you think about yeah you know, um, the thing about Michael Checker and Blake like Eddie is they've coached at the very very top level in World Cups and they can handle pressure they know what the, the, look, I mean look at That's Eddie it. yeah he was dealing with English tabloids all the time yeah how welcome would Eddie be oh I think he'd be enormous I think they'd lo- <laughs> I think they'd love him I think he'd do his personality the way he handles himself both of them are real they're, they're players coaches. Yeah. yeah. When, when, when Checker was at the Waratahs and he started there, and his family was still in, in Europe, and he and I, I've, I've, I've talked to him about this story a couple of times. 
and the, the Waratahs were broken basically. Um, and he, they were, they were four and twelve in two thousand and twelve. And he asked management to give him a list of all the angry emails from from members, Waratahs members. So at the end of the day, when he'd be going home, he'd just start ringing members wow. and start talking to them. And he said once they got over the initial shock of of the fact that the Waratahs coach was on the phone, uh, they'd actually yeah. they had proper grown up conversation. He said, "And now you've got my number. If I don't, uh, t- if we don't do what you want us to do, or you, if we're not living up to the standard that you want." Then, yeah. then call me. And he said it, within two years they won the Waratahs' first Super Rugby Champion. And here's the other thing about uh, Michael Checker is the fact that you're getting a really savvy business mind as well. I mean, he's a self-made uh, man as far as business, as far as mate, fashion. Yeah. Like in, in the fashion world. Did incredibly well with Colette Dinnigan. So he, would, he wouldn't need to do right. – he, w- doesn't, he would, wouldn't be doing it because he needs the job. He'd be doing it because he yep. wants it. He That's, wants the challenge. Um, but, but I just – but would an NRL club ever take that leap of faith? Uh, it, would take, say, it would take a I, special I, club to do it. I'd, I'd do it. I'd, I'd, I'd take the leap if I was I was there. I, I, as long as you had some really strong, like you've had a Jason Riles as an assistant or a Dean Young, someone who was ready to be a head coach in a couple of years or someone who, uh, like a Shane Flanagan or like a Michael Maguire, that would just help with those tiny little nuances that make a lot of difference, I would absolutely take the leap. I, I went and watched Checky. He invited me to go watch Argentina train when Mar- he was the um, he was the assistant to Mario Laresmo, mm. and I went down to Narrabeen and watched him train, mate. And he was adopting all these rugby league techniques and how they defended and how they trained. And the Argentinian players were hating it. <laughs> <Did they really? laughs> yeah, yeah. What, it why, was, what part of it? It was just it was just really hard work. It was like a lot of sort of uh, grappling on the ground and a lot of defensive drills that were you know fatiguing and um, because they they've Argentina they've found their sweet spot Argentina was historically a ruck and mall team that's all they did was play tight rugby and talking to Mario Laresmo because they came over to I, I invited him and Mario over to the house to watch the grand final Penrith and the Storm and I don't remember them leaving but you know it's a different <laughs> story but <laughs> But we were. I was drinking Still City beer. Mario had this like three hundred dollar bottle of wine. Just shows the difference with cultures. But when I went, Malbec, Still City, it's the same stuff. Same stuff. Anyway, it gets you to the same place. It does. Yes, eventually. Anyway, he was saying Mario saying historically Argentina were a rock and roll tight rugby. But then they come to the conclusion about ten years ago, we're never going to beat the All Blacks and we're never going to beat the Springboks playing that way. Let's just pick something completely different. And they started playing sideline to sideline football, which has brought them great success as they found the mix between. He said it was really hit and miss in the early days. We started worrying teams without winning, but he said we've got back a little bit of that tight rugby and that hard-nosed defence, but we're still playing sideline to sideline unorthodox with the football. Mm. I just found it really interesting. He had check-in, bringing a bit of that rugby league, know-how as far as defence was concerned. It brought them great results. I mean, they beat the All Blacks. Yeah. Uh, they've, they continue to upset sides, but they don't really like the training. <laughs> so, <laughs> Who does? That's a little hard. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take a break. After the break, we'll talk about Titans-Tigers.